0: If you didn't know that football season is basically here, well, guess what? Now you do, because it's really, really, really happening. We had our first media availability of fall camp, J.J. McCarthy, Zach Zinter, Jalen Harrell, and Michael Barrett. They said some interesting things, so let's get into it on this episode of Locked On Wolverines. You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Monday. We are back and doing it. Locked On Wolverines Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network where it's your team every day. I am your man on the ground, Isaiah Whole, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. Let's get right into, I think, J.J. McCarthy. He just He is a quote machine. He has got so many different things. Uh, That he has to say, and it's all very pertinent to the the nature of the team. So we'll start with him. We'll get to some of the other guys uh, as well. And then if we have time, we will talk about uh, the USA Today coaches poll, which came out today as well, uh, which has Michigan at number two. Joel Klatt released his rankings as well with Michigan at number two. Uh, But he had some other things he said on uh, Colin Coward last week. So uh, we'll we'll discuss all of that if time permitting. I think it will permit. Uh, but JJ McCarthy, I think what the the biggest takeaway it might not be the flashiest thing that was said, but um, I asked him uh, what with all of the the preseason rankings, uh, the returning quarterback uh, expectations. He's sixth, seventh, eighth, generally. I mean, in the top ten of those who are returning at quarterback. But I mean, you heard Mike Golick last week on this show if you didn't go back and watch or listen to it and his his discussion of J.J. McCarthy was kind of like you know what you're gonna get he's kind of just there blah 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 that seems to be kind of the national perspective for J.J. McCarthy which seems really odd to me a former five-star recruit normally when you're kind of waiting for that guy and I understand like everyone was waiting for him last year and he just wasn't asked to do a lot and yeah, he had some misses, but then the Ohio State game happened, and you would think that people would say, "Okay, he's got that in his repertoire; he's capable of that." But Michigan is going to try to run the ball, you know, first and foremost. Uh, not really the case this year, of course. And we'll get to the to the passing game stuff here momentarily. But uh, I asked him, I, I you know, I'm like, "Do you see those rankings? Do you see that national narrative?" And he's like, "Listen, none of that matters, right? Like, what matters is winning football games." And I'm just doing the best I can to win football games. That's the most important thing. But I can tell you that uh, I I was told by someone who you all know (laughs) of an off the record comment of, no, that does matter to him, that, that he is going to strive to show the world what it is missing at the moment in his capability, his ability, his talent, and all of that. He is fully expecting that he is going to show the world yeah, I'm him. So it will be interesting to see because Michigan, it sounds like, really is airing it out. J.J. McCarthy says, yeah, we're really airing it out so far. Zach Zinter is like, man, we're airing it out so much. These last five practices, they've had five practices. Like, well, that's, that's like all we're doing is just airing it out, airing it out, airing it out. Uh, And J.J. spoke about balance and says, like, not only for a football team, but for the for a person. And this certainly goes into his kind of yogi mentality of having some kind of balance. And that seems to be what Michigan is really striving for. Uh, And listen, all year last year, the team spoke, Jim Harbaugh spoke in particular about this idea of we, you know, we can, you know, Go by air, we can go by land. I mean, he's talked about that before, but it was certainly true last year. Uh, because Michigan doesn't throw it, and I got a lot of guff from uh, Ohio State people going into that game because I said, listen, Michigan doesn't want to throw the ball if it doesn't have to, but it can. And I remember doing the thing I do regardless of my own uh, wisdom telling me to do otherwise going on to the column that I do every year with 11 warriors where I said that and the comments were like, what a you know, what a jerk this guy is thinking that he knows something that we don't see with our own eyes, but it ends up being truth, right? JJ McCarthy pulverized them through the air. And was it the same type of aerial attack that you see other teams doing? No, he just, it was a few select strikes and it worked. I don't know exactly how Michigan will treat it because certainly Michigan has tended to kind of be more of a West Coast offense under Jim Harbaugh, more of the dink and dunk passing game rather than the, the wild, high-flying type of Ohio State LSU style that you've seen throughout the years. I, I, I We know Michigan has that in its wheelhouse. That's kind of partially what we saw in the Ohio State game and the TCU game. Great downfield passing rather than just dinking and dunking, but... I'm curious to see what this past game looks like. And I think it's really encouraging that you have the mixture of JJ McCarthy coming out and saying, uh, saying like, listen, I want to do everything to help the team win the inside info. I just shared with you. If he's got that chip on his shoulder. He wants to prove everybody wrong mixed with the the fact that Michigan is taking the proper measures. Uh, I guess we'll kind of cross pollinate a little bit here because it is also notable that with Zach Zinter talking about Michigan having these, uh, having a more increased presence in the pass game is that it also has given the pass rush more opportunities in practice than it maybe doesn't normally get. That's, that's important as well, right? Like, obviously, they're going to practice the pass rush, but they're, now they're having more time on task. And Zach Zinter says, like, hey, Chris Jenkins, like, dude's basically unstoppable. Pretty much any time we hear of a Michigan player being unstoppable, they generally are. Now, they're, they're, I'll give you the caveat that every now and again, Donovan Jeter kind of got that type of cred for a minute, but I don't think they were really calling him unstoppable. They were just saying he's the, next, he's the next man up. He's the next one in line. He's done some really great things in practice. It just didn't really carry through to the games. He was very good. I think he, he deserved more credit than what he got. But very good didn't equate to like personal success or uh, bigger success in that regard either. Uh, but you did see, right, going back to Mo Hurst. I remember going into 2017, Mo Hurst is unstoppable. What was he? He was unstoppable. Last year, Mozzie Smith is unstoppable. What was he? He was unstoppable. Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, that that was an that wasn't an interior guy, of course. But Aiden Hutchinson is unstoppable. He was unstoppable. It's tended to be the case that when Michigan says that about the lineman, that it ends up being true. It's not true for every position, right? Remember, not to impugn him because Josh Ross couldn't have probably beat Ohio State in 2021 without Josh Ross. But you know, it was Josh Ross is the second coming of Devin Bush, it wasn't? But he was. He ended up being good. Good enough, especially in his senior year, to really help put Michigan over the top. His leadership was probably the most important thing. But Michigan has, has things kind of working in their favor, and I, I like particularly to kind of bring it on home, this idea that J.J. McCarthy that he, he's been ready and waiting for the moment to show everyone what he is capable of. People forget. IMG Academy quarterback, I know that doesn't, hasn't really worked out in Ann Arbor. Shea Patterson, who I, again, think is underrated. Not, he wasn't out there setting the world on fire, no, but he was better than what people give him credit for, to be sure. Was an IMG Academy quarterback, didn't end up being uh, the world beater that everyone thought he was going to be. But, again, much better than people give him credit for. Without injury, who knows what could have happened. JJ is much better than that. And I think that we're going to see that. Uh, Let's continue talking about this press conference and some of the things that I took away from it. I thought it was really enlightening. I shouldn't say enlightening as much as it was very confirming in a lot of ways. Some of the things I don't think that there was anything that was like, wow, that's groundbreaking new information. It was just all the stuff that you want to hear from a team that's in the position that Michigan is in. So we'll get to that. We'll get to the, uh, the top 25 stuff. And we'll do all that in just a moment. Before we do, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you've got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and they help you do it for free. Listen, it's so easy to create a job on LinkedIn Jobs after you do that, you go in, you add the purple hashtag hiring frame, you let everyone know that you're hiring. It is so simple and you're just dipping into your own personal transfer portal to help you find the right candidate to come into your team and help your company win a national championship. I'm not even talking about, I'm not doing, using an analogy here. Do you want to win the national championship? Do you want to win the college football playoff? Well, get your company in there. Okay, maybe that's not how it works. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills. and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs. Number one, delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the best qualified candidates, and they help you do it faster and again for free. So visit LinkedInJobs.com. Uh nope, sorry, LinkedIn.com slash locked college to post your job for free. LinkedIn.com slash lockdown college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, tip it, it was a semi-typical weekend in the sense that I I said that we were gonna do an episode it didn't happen. Uh I just I the family drama from Thursday Friday continued into the weekend. So I just wasn't home. Uh, at all until late basically just to sleep so it didn't happen so the 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 plan will be to make that up hopefully we'll do a two for tuesday um but we'll make it up this week this will be a six episode week um that that is going to happen we still have lots to talk about that it just keeps getting passed over because there's other timely things happening while um my own uh my, my own life gets in the way of some of these things but we'll still we'll still do a roster over analysis we'll still. It's to to a mailbag. We're trying to have a couple of guests that we maybe will have this week. I'm not really sure yet. We're still working all that out. So we're still working on some logistics on some things. I'm waiting to hear back from, from uh, at least one person. And I haven't reached out to some of the other people that said they'd be ready to go this week if we wanted to. Um, So we'll see how, how we make all that work. Uh, Hope is for tomorrow to be two, one early uh, and then one late. That's the hope. But anyway, um, and most of the the shows this week will probably be later, uh just because we've got the Thursday press conference, we got the Friday press conference, all that kind of stuff. So it will probably be more late than early. Um, and then once we get into the season, uh we'll we'll kind of establish a more normal time for this to be released, because that's what I'd like to have happen. All right, so back to this uh to the press conference stuff. Um so we talked about Chris Jenkins, we talked about the the pass game and and airing it out, uh, we talked about uh, just the general pass rush and all of that. And um, I, I think what's uh, interesting is just some of the names that got mentioned. Asked about the wide receivers, JJ, uh, right out of the, right off the top of his head, Tyler Morris is the name he mentioned. He's the one that we obviously were looking at in the spring. So it's exciting to to kind of hear that he's continuing on. JJ talked about his relationship with Tyler going back to Nazareth Academy in Illinois when they, before he went to uh, IMG Academy. And uh, he said, like, I can close my eyes and I know where he's going to be at in his break. So that's a great connection to have. It'll be interesting to see. Remember, wide receivers make that jump year one to year two. So we're also hoping for that from, from Darius Clemens. I'm curious to see how maybe a guy like Carmelo English figures into the role. Uh, J.J. did mention all three uh, freshman wideouts as uh, being impressive, but we'll see what that actually looks like come the season because we've heard it before. It doesn't always come to fruition, of course. It uh, generally hasn't. So that, that's where you take things with grains of salt uh, when it comes to fall camp stuff. Um, I think the interesting thing, another interesting thing was came from Zach Zinter. Uh, I had mentioned about how all these other teams seem to be seem to be reacting now to what Michigan is. You've got Mel Tucker at Big Ten Media Day saying, you know, talking about how much bulkier they've gotten on the defensive front. You've got Ryan Day at Ohio State talking about their size as well up front, talking about how they're going to be more extreme in their preparation for Michigan in particular, and all of this and all of that. Zach Ziinter says, "Great. y'all are playing from behind." Because we already are what we are, or we at least were what we were, and we've only gotten better. We're progressing as well. You are playing catch-up. Perfect, right? I mean, that's exactly what you need to hear. You don't want to hear, oh, no, that's not good, you know? (laughs) We were just going to loaf out there a little bit and hope that it all... No, they're still working towards things, and I think that the the thing like... uh, Zinter's talking about he's talking about these transfers right and it's just like talking about Drake Nugent and his mean streak his heart rates are already always elevated it's in the red he's ready to go meanwhile you've got absolute bruisers in uh, Ladarius uh, Henderson and uh, Miles Hinton you got Jalen Harrell saying like Miles Hinton is really difficult to go up against because he is just a big body and you have to get really low uh, leverage meanwhile you've got uh, Josiah Stewart who's impressing uh, impressing guys like Zach Zinter because he can get the low leverage on him. It's it, it all it all feels like a lot of man. Everything is going really good right now, right? Ask Michael Barrett. Who who's impressing you? That maybe we haven't heard of Jaden Hood is the name that I have been wanting to hear constantly for a long, long time. Yeah, I would have loved to hear Jimmy Rolder's name as well, but Jaden Hood coming up. I mean, that's a four star from Florida from a great high school in Florida that that's the type of guy that we've been waiting to hear his name. IOP is more in the rotation mentioned Ernest Hausman as well, but, and it's kind of funny cause I, I still feel like it's going to be Michael Barrett over Ernest Hausman personally, but yet people are like supplanting. I don't, don't discount the fact that Michael Barrett is going into his sixth year. This is his third year in this system. He might not have quite the physical talent that Ernest Hausman has, but he's still very talented and he really knows what he's doing and he's come on strong late. So don't don't be surprised if he's if he's still that guy, right? Just don't. Um Derek Moore, slimmed down, able to push forward, push in, and all of that stuff. Uh who's the other one that was that was mentioned of those? Oh, Kenneth Grant. Slim down as 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 Jalen Arrow said, didn't really need to lose the weight in order to move the way he moves, but now it's, it's even more violent and disruptive since he's lost 20 pounds. It, th- these are all things now, granted, we are not hearing, uh, we only heard about one of the position groups that we really want to hear about, which is the wide receiver. What, what are the problem areas, potentially? Wide receiver, pass rush, and cornerback. So we got two of the three really where it's, we're hearing what we want to hear. And because we didn't talk to, uh, because we didn't talk to any defensive backs or wide receivers, we'll have to just wait to find out more about how that cornerback situation is going. Is Josh Wallace going to be ready? Is it going to be Jade McBurrows? Is it going to be someone else? Like I told you, there's still, for some of those guys that have already been on the roster, is a mental component that they're still working on. And hopefully it clicks because sometimes it does take a while. It was in fall, if I remember correctly, and I might not be, but I think I am, that uh, Mike Zordich was out here talking about, you, you know, it's, listen, David Long's got things on lock, but as far as that second guy, no one's really doing it. And then by the time the season starts, guess what? Levert was ready to go. So it can take some time in fall camp for things to click. We'll find out more about that. But right now, I'm hearing the names I want to hear. I'm hearing the development reports I want to hear. Again, it can be bluster. It doesn't feel like it's bluster when you get the same story from multiple people. Um, Certainly, it could just mean that the rehearsal is that good. But we're talking about the number two team in the country. This isn't a team that is where you need to hear all of these different things about all these different position groups. We just need to hear enough about... The guys like these, these few guys, are they on the right track? It sounds like everything is on the right track. The the style of play, the ability of the players, those who are developing, that's all on the right track. That is what we want to hear. Chips on the shoulder, not paying attention to the number two ranking, not wanting to you know really sing their own accolades. They know what that is. Michael Barrett brings up 2020. J.J. McCarthy talks about, before he arrives on campus, the tweet where he said, trust the coaches and the standard at Michigan. They still remember what it's like to be counted out. But considering everything they've heard about TCU, they still know that the mountaintop has not been reached. Ohio State is one thing. They want more than that. That is great news. Let's discuss the rankings. Kind of all over the place this episode because there's just a lot of pulling things out of the ether from these press conferences maybe it's also just my typical adhd style of uh, operating in general and that's kind of how i've been today probably why i'm always so sleepy it's certainly why my dreams are weird um <laughs> they are always so weird uh, every single night I have at least one b- super bizarre dream. This last one, now, no one ever cares about what people's dreams are, but I'm going to share just how now this one's just dumb. It's not even like anything crazy, but it's just like Sarah and I were in New York city and instead of central park, it was a big lake and we're driving, we're, we're riding bikes through the city and some of the roads are made of carpet instead of p- pavement. We find our hotel and she's like, uh, She's like a Jack from The Shining riding her bike all through the hotel, and I'm trying to find her for because we have to. I think we had to get to a game because that's usually the uh, – I don't know about you. I, I always have – I have three recurring dreams. One of them is I'm late for Michigan's first game of the year. The second one that I always have is I, am, I have to play in a talent show usually, play guitar in a talent show, and I don't know any of the songs. Those are like the big two – Recurring. I know there's a third one. I just can't remember it. I digress. The ADHD is taking over today. But uh, Michigan ranked number two, according to the coaches in college football, with the 2023 preseason poll out this afternoon. Uh, you've got uh, Georgia at number one, Alabama at number three, Ohio State at number four. Uh, <laughs> Penn State, I believe, was number seven. I don't know. Let's pull that up just so I'm not speaking out of turn. Uh so yeah, 4 and 7, those are the uh those are the two uh that Michigan will see for sure this year. No one else uh here on the list. So, Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, Ohio State, LSU, USC, Penn State, Florida State, Clemson, Tennessee, Washington, Texas, Notre Dame, Utah, Oregon, TCU, Kansas State, Oregon State, Oklahoma, UNC, Wisconsin, Ole Miss, Tulane, Texas Tech and Texas A&M. Others receiving votes included two Michigan opponents, Maryland with 10 votes, Minnesota with 16. So yeah, the, the schedule stays pretty easy overall. Um two ranked teams as it stands right now there's really no one on the on in here that is like I mean, there's no one on the schedule otherwise. You look at the teams that Michigan plays. I mean, the only ones that could maybe step up would be like, could Purdue or Michigan State become better? I mean, Michigan State would tell you they belong on there anyway. Um, Neither of those are receiving votes. Minnesota could certainly be up there by that time. I mean, maybe Nebraska will be by that time, depending on what happens with some other teams. Um, Probably not. They've had too many bad years for them to be there, but... Not much opportunity for movement, I don't believe for some of the teams that Michigan will be facing. Uh, so Michigan is just going to have to take care of business until it gets to week 11. I would not be surprised if Maryland is ranked come week 12. and then you got Ohio State, which we'll see with where they end up. They play number 13 Notre Dame. Before then, they'll play number seven Penn State before then. So they've got a couple teams. They play number 21, Wisconsin, before then. They've got a much harder schedule before they have to play number two, Michigan. Michigan could be number one. Michigan could be number 10. Michigan could be unranked by then. Probably not unranked. That seems a little little much. But nonetheless, I think it's a fair ranking given what Michigan has coming back. I think it's fair giving Georgia the benefit of the doubt, letting them be number one. Joel Klatt has the same one-two punch. But he has Ohio State at number three. He has Penn State at number five. But he, he spoke about, uh, on Colin Coward, he spoke about, he doesn't think that Michigan is necessarily the team that can upend Georgia. He says that, that they need a, you, you need a team. Michigan's going to try to just go at you kind of regardless, and it's not going to work against Georgia, where you need like a team like Ohio State that's got the skill talent to be able to stretch them. Alabama did it two years ago, be able to stretch Georgia a little bit. Michigan though is running the beat Georgia drill. No one really thought at this time two years ago that the beat Ohio drill would equate into actual wins against Ohio State and such has been the case. So, don't knock it till you try it. That doesn't fit here, but I'm saying it anyway. (laughs) So, um, I think it's fair. I think it's fair that Michigan's number two. They have to earn it. They have to earn the number one ranking. This is the highest Michigan has ever been ranked in the preseason coaches poll ever. So it's going to be interesting to see if they make good on it. Still have a little PTSD from 2007. I do. But the good news is is that there should not be challenges barring Michigan just deciding that it, it doesn't play football anymore. It is... A lacrosse team even though there already is a lacrosse team that would be the only mistake all right i'm loopy clearly with my idioms and ridiculousness at this point so i think i'm gonna let you go but we'll be back on tuesday hopefully with two at least with one um and uh if not uh two tomorrow will be two wednesday for sure because those are the days without press conferences so we need to make that up so thank you for watching and or listening we will be back on Tuesday. Peace.